Welcome to the Social Ideas Podcast, brought to you by the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation. This series looks through the lens of those striving for a better world. I'm Pam Mungru. As a graduate of our Masters in Social Innovation, Richard Accarelli is using his knowledge to bring about systemic change to young people in education and to boardrooms across the UK. When it comes to diversity, I think it's easy to have it in silos and amongst your own community, but to make effective change, you need a collective. I spoke to Richard about his upcoming Black Leaders Conference, but first I asked him about his role as the founder of the charity East London Connects and the work he does with young people to tackle the skills gap in areas of London, such as Newham. So one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping young people of ethnic my heritage to achieve the highest potential is because I think there is a narrative in the, in the UK, in our communities, that we can't aspire to the best. So for me, this is not just about kind of helping people to occupy spaces or to get new opportunities. It's really about generational change. The next person that changes, the next person that gets advice on how to be a CEO or to kind of go into a new industry, that person can now change their whole generation because that now brings a level of um, familiarity, someone you know, someone who can talk you through the process. Something that normally is in close circles brings about strategies, brings about relationships, and it brings about, like I said, ultimately, generational change. So that's what I'm passionate about. I'm not really interested in quotas. I'm not really interested in tokenism. I'm really interested in how do you affect generational change? Because the story has to change. We can't have George Floyd. We can't have all of these tokenistic offerings without saying, how is it going to be different for another generation? How does your personal experience link to what you're doing and the change you're hoping to make? Great question. I think as someone who, my, my parents came from Nigeria here in the 80s, I guess I grew up in you know the typical place that a lot of ethnic minorities, a low economic background, um, Canyon Town, East London. At the time, it was one of the worst parts of London, if not Europe, high teenage pregnancy, et cetera. The statistics always speak for themselves but when I got to and I went to a normal school state school and when I got to sixth form I got a scholarship from a normal comprehensive in Essex Romford to boarding school in Sussex and that was my first insight into a different world into how other people live into how connections work into how Russell I didn't even know what a Russell group was and I just realized knowledge is really power And even from that time, they were teaching me things around leadership. They were teaching me things around consultancy. I was able to do international internships from, say, just 17. So I realized I've been gifted with so many opportunities. I, you know, when I went to Germany, I was one of the youngest consultants and one of the few black consultants in a German company. Everyone was just completely surprised that this black young man can speak German fluently, can be a consultant, can work for himself with big clients in Germany. So I just think, for me, I've been given so many opportunities and I want to make sure that the resource, the information that I was received, you don't need to go to a private school, but what you do need is connections, what you do need is strategies, and what you do need is information. I've benefited greatly from it, and I want to make sure that I'm given the same opportunities, if not more, so that the next generation can go even further than I can. 
So later this year, in March, in fact, you are holding a Black Leaders Conference. Before we talk about the conference and find out a bit more about that, I just want to ask you about some information. So the Charter for Black Talent in Finance and the Professions said that in 2020, the UK's largest companies had no black chairs, CEOs or CFOs. Why do you think this is the case in 2020? And bearing in mind, you know, two years down the road with a pandemic, it's unlikely things will have changed. It's unfortunate, but I think it's showing systemic issues that need to be addressed. On one hand, it's easy to say that there's not enough people applying. There's not enough people who have the skills or the skill set or have the kind of sponsorship from seed and leadership. But at the same time, are they looking for diverse leadership at the top? Because unfortunately, that would mean you would promote different skills that means you wouldn't be able to promote certain people that means actually you're almost trying to disrupt the system so disrupting the system takes time but also one of the reasons why i think it's really important the statistics speak for itself but what is why i think it's really important is that actually we need strategies you can't build a system by just saying well there's not enough of us um, in order to get to the director level you need a certain level of experience otherwise it becomes tokenism So really, what I'm really pioneering with this conference is how do we have a training school? How do we have knowledge and experiences and exchanges long term, not just a conference that we said, oh, look, we've learned something, but actually long term, how do you affect strategies, communities, so that you have a group of 50 individuals, 60, 100, 150, who are trained over five, six, seven, eight years, and who are too good to be refused for board level, because then it's easy to kind of say maybe there are other issues beyond the people that are stopping them from getting into these boardroom level opportunities. Do you think there's a reluctance for uh, professionals from ethnic minority backgrounds to put themselves forward? I think, I don't, I think it's a complex one. I don't think there's a simple answer to that, but I think on one hand, from an ethnic minority, in a predominantly white society or community, you can sometimes feel like a minority. Yeah, you can, it can reinforce minority feelings. So you don't think, I don't belong here. It's not for me, it's for them. We're just kind of trying to get by. And there's a lot of financial complications to wanting to push. If you push and you are against kind of a majority, it can have consequences financial and other, or otherwise psychological or mental health, etc. I don't think it's a desire not to be in those positions. I think it's a combination of factors, one being the system and being minorities. If we do have more people, it wouldn't be much of an issue if you had more examples, if you had more, if you had 20% or 30% or even 40% ethnic minorities in your top roles, it wouldn't be so much of a ask it wouldn't be so much of a frustration it wouldn't be so much of a ambition almost so to speak we haven't it's not normalized yet and so if you are kind of trying to be a pioneer and you're on on your by yourself and you don't have sponsors or you don't have the skills it becomes a frustration it becomes difficult and you think after a while is it worth all of the struggle if i'm going to do this by myself and i won't have the support of leadership or the organization who are really promoting for example an organization i worked with not too long ago said they want 50 professors who are black and they have a long-term strategy it's not going to happen in one year it's not going to happen in five but they are now saying that's one of their strategic aims 
and they are recruiting across the country. So I think until those kind of initiatives take place, it becomes frustrating and difficult for individuals without support or without collective strategies and knowledge to get into those positions. So I think that's what I would say that is some of the reasons why there are not so many ethnic minorities in these positions. So can you explain to me then the conference and the purpose behind it? So the purpose of the conference really is to get young black professionals with experience from across London or even beyond London to say, actually, if you've ever thought about wanting to be executive director, CEO in 40, 100 companies in the corporate world, in education, what are the key steps you can take? We're not trying to say it's going to be easy. But what we are doing is we're saying, let's work with the IOE young directors who are on that pathway to being in board level positions. We are working with BAME Boardroom, who specifically mentor people who are trying to transition into boardroom. What are the collective lessons that we can learn? What are the skills? What are the skill sets? What are the mindset changes? What are the community lessons that we can impart And actually, what can we also bring as a community over time? So unlike most conferences, it's not just what happens on a day, but actually there's going to be follow up over the rest of the year to say, how can we support you to get closer to what you want to do? And over time, the hope is that in five, 10 years time, these individuals who are coming through the conference are starting to make progress towards becoming CEOs and influencing others to do the same. Evidently, the work that you're doing needs to happen and it must happen but that is from the perspective of somebody who is well and truly within that ethnic minority environment within the black asian minority ethnic environment within the black environment and also as a a young black man you are in that environment but from somebody who is on the outside of it so i.e you know your your white male cfo ceo board member, trustee, whoever, their perspective may very well be, but hang on a second, we're doing all of this stuff. Why do we need a special conference? Why is this necessary? Isn't a fuss being made over nothing? How do you counteract that? I think nowadays, if you look at some of the work that we've done, East London Connect, with the Foreign Office or with um, universities, I think there is an appetite for people to have safe spaces to discuss things. And this is a safe space where it doesn't necessarily look like, you know, politics in an organization. It doesn't have any consequences. This is a safe space. No no information is gonna be shared about different organizations. So actually it's a beautiful place to learn from other people in similar industries, similar organizations, and sort of learn the rules of the game in a way that means that the CFO who potentially isn't from an ethnic minority is not worried is not kind of saying what are they organizing internally, but actually it's a space where they can kind of have opportunities to meet like-minded people without being frustrated that someone else doesn't see their perspective. And actually, one of the things that would be interesting is that one of our feedbacks from these different organizations, we can now take it to organizations and say, this is the conference that we've done. This is the insights from different industries and different individuals who, this is their struggle let's have conversations about whether this is true or you have strategies in your or 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 kind of policies in place to make sure that this doesn't this isn't the case for you in your organization will there be white businessmen 
and women involved in this conference? Will they be coming to the table too to learn and to express their thoughts? I would love to. And I think, you know, when it comes to diversity, I think it's easy to have it in silos and amongst your own community. But to make effective change, you need a collective. And I would love those people who are willing to have a conversation. It's not necessarily going to be... um, accusatory or kind of placing the blame on someone who's from a different background and feeling guilt but actually saying put yourself in our shoes give someone else who we might not be able to connect with the opportunity to get an insight to some of the struggles and I think it's really really helpful that actually instead of just talking about struggle we can say what are solutions what is the positive way and how can individuals who are white black or whatever ethnicity how can we work together to bring really in a multicultural society opportunities for everybody we need everyone to play their part so if if you're a white ceo if you're um, an ethnic minority if you don't necessarily feel like a minority for different reasons still come everyone's contribution will be put together we can draw on the research from the conference and really bring out something that actually speaks to so many different you know audiences beyond just an ethnic minority audience. Give us the details of when the conference is. So for those of you who are like, yes, we want to join this conference. We want to be part of this conversation. Really, it's very, very simple. It's going to be on the 19th of March at the Cambridge Centre for African Studies from 11 to 4. And there will be opportunities to go down to the Judge Business School to have a tour and also to have smaller interactive sessions. And the event details will be shared through Eventbrite. That was Richard Apparelli, Masters in Social Innovation alumnus and founder of East London Connects. You can find out more about the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation and how to apply for our Masters programme by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter and YouTube.